everyone. Welcome to Bundle Buzz, the podcast where we play a live game of bundle. I'm Cassie. I'm Jackie. We're sisters. I'm the big sister. And I'm the little sister. Although sometimes Jackie tells me I act like the big sister. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I think it's a great thing. Someone has to keep us in line. (laughs) And we have a board game company where we make custom games for families, friends, coworkers, fandoms. But when we get our bundle blueprint back with all the information about our bundlers, it's kind of difficult for me and Cassie because we get to see all this amazing information, but we can't share it with the world. So that's why we created Bundle Buzz, where we bring on a willing participant to our game show, and we play a game live, and we put it all out on the table, and we don't even know what's going to happen this episode. No, we definitely don't know what's going to happen because we have a very special guest with us today. Please welcome to Bundle Buzz. (laughs) He's looking around like he's not sure who it is. Please welcome Andy Lucien. I mean, you said very special. I'm like, who are you talking about? (laughs) I almost cursed already. My fault. Well, you're, oh, it's okay. We have an explicit thing on our podcast that you can say whatever you want, but you are an actor, activist. Oh, shit. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and two time sexiest baby winner. So let's unpack you, Andy. Tell, before yeah, we dive into yeah. the game, tell us a little bit about yeah. yourself. Um, well, you want to know? Born and raised Queens, New York, Haitian ancestry. Both my parents are Haitian immigrants. Actor, as you said, world sexiest baby. That title, it, it you know, it was it was it was very controversial when it was given out, but um yeah, it's two time winner, first and only two time winner, and originally on my acting resume they had special skills, and at the time I didn't have any, so I put down two time world sexiest baby. Wait, wait, so was this um, an actual competition that with... you won, or was it like something that your mom told you that you were? No, no, <laughs> no. I just I said it from my baby pictures. Okay, so this is like self-proclaimed world sexiest baby. I don't know if it's self-proclaimed <laughs> because like my dad posed me for a baby picture and I remember thinking, well, that child isn't cute. That's just, that that, that child's handsome. That child's a so sexy baby. It's just the way he did it. <laughs> right. I mean, like, it's the way he did it because knowing my dad, he waited for me to get into this pose with the camera, there's like a chain. It's just we'll keep talking, and I will find this photo. I have and a question for you: Are you? Well, you can show it to mm-hmm. us, but then also, will you share it with us so that we can share it on our social Post media it? for a bundle? Yeah, or is it too embarrassing? Ooh, sure. I mean, not embarrassing. Okay. It's a baby with swag. I mean, I think so. <laughs> I mean, people might not be comfortable with hearing about like. <laughs> it's honestly, it's an it's really a nod to my dad and the patience he must have had. To wait for a baby to get into this pose. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Okay. Oh my, okay, that's, I don't know and if I'm then, allowed to say that's a sexy baby, but. <laughs> I think so. He's not a baby anymore. He's so not a baby anymore. It's, you know. It's just a sexy animal. You're all grown you know, up now. Long, I had, yeah, he had the long shorts on me, um, the crushed velvet bedspread, the chain around my neck. And then just like, just waited inside, just looked off into the distance, just right. And then my dad was like, he's ready and took the photo. Cause when I saw the photo, I was like, there's no way my mom took this. My mom would not have taken this photo. She'd have just taken a normal baby foot picture. But, um, nah, my dad, my dad has a vision. 
<laughs> oh my now you gotta do yeah. like you gotta recreate that photo however many years later <laughs> oh my god that photo now would be give me give me a, like a year or so in the gym and then uh, I'll, I'll hit up that photo <laughs> to get back into your I'll baby baby shape that's, like get me yeah, get me yeah man get me was, give me a year in the gym I and i'll right look like I, that baby again <laughs> mm -hmm, i was right when i was born i'm telling you Oh my goodness. Well, if that's not an intro, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we're ready to dive in to our first segment of Bundle Buzz, name four. In this segment, Andy, you will name four things in a particular category. And if you are able to do so, you get a point. Your question, name four things that get you up in the morning. Four things that get me up in the morning. Construction. <laughs> um, an alarm. <laughs> sometimes a nightmare. Or the smell of food. That, that Yeah, that frequently wakes me up, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. You get a point. I got to say, I love how you just took the question very literally. <laughs> like, we didn't know which direction. Yeah. If you're like, activism gets me up, uh, the, you know, landing oh, pool. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> but I like, like, what gets me through a goddamn day? Um, oh, no. <laughs> but actually, oh, I, I actually okay. love the um, direction you went with it. You're like, I can answer that. Like, I could. Yeah, like four literal things that wake me up. Sound of construction. Yeah, they're working on this building. I'm staring at it. Today today they just want to be quiet. That's cool. But um make me sound crazy. But um yeah, no 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 no, no actual things. Um yeah, I guess we could throw activism in there. Um, a lot of the uh just to let whoever is still listening know, um the activism that I've been primarily doing is around like actor safety cuz uh Jesus Christ, 5 years ago Five years ago, I was injured in a show. It was directed by Tyne Raffaelli. I never miss a chance to let people know she's dangerous. So, yeah, I um, injured. The injuries I sustained were a back fracture and three herniated discs in my neck. So I am still rehabbing those injuries. And, um, yeah, yeah, the idea of stopping this from happening to other actors and um, other artists and creatives, absolutely. Yeah, that gets me out of bed. So, you know, I mean, I which one? This, we could substitute that for the smell of food, maybe. <laughs> and then now y'all got five. <laughs> you definitely get a point for that. <laughs> um, I just say, Andy, like, you know, we're both actors. And a lot of times actors are very scared to speak up for themselves and to speak up for other people. And the fact that you do it for yourself, but also for others after this horrific thing happened to you is really inspiring because people are very afraid of not getting work, but you're damn good. So, you know, you'll work no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very kind. Thank you. Um, I think for me, yeah, just the whole process, cause the whole red tape and everything was really designed to exhaust you to me and make you stop. So for me, it was one of those things, especially being raised in my family, just kind of like that, um, team mentality. Like it was, Oh, yeah, they, of course, you know, uh, a lot of that was ingrained in me pretty early, but it was like, oh, go to the store with your sister, not because she can't go by herself, it's just that it's just strength in numbers. So now bringing that into um, 
making sure that this doesn't happen to somebody again as much as I can because I wrote an essay that was published in a Lark blog. And the sad thing about it was my essay was one of like 10 million. The stories were so frequent that it was just like, well, what if we stopped this? So um, yeah, there's always that fear. It was just like, oh, I said it, baby. They ain't hiring me no more. They're tired of my ass. But it's just like, all right, well, fine. <laughs> it's just like if they get tired of me here, they're not gonna, they're, they, they can't stop me there. So if anything I can do, can prevent people from having to have eight procedures or um, all these other things. And absolutely, I'll, I'll yeah. I know yeah. I'm rambling. I, I, no, yeah, you're not. I'm no, you're not at all. I'm. I'm <laughs> it's so true because it's like also if more and more people speak up, then things will actually change because enough people have been wrong that there won't be anybody left for them to hire. Right. I mean. <laughs> Right. And I understand why um, the fear happens. I mean, geez, look at what happened over this weekend when somebody um, wrote an article about their production and just the mix of reactions to it. Yeah. I mean, if somebody don't talk and we all stay quiet, I guess. Yeah, that's right. And every now and again, a big story will hit the headlines. I mean, if we think about rest, um, you know, a few years ago when the horrible shooting happened, but what you're saying is interesting is that actually all these other cases that people don't know about and don't hit the headlines. So it's awareness is a huge piece of this. Frisbee agrees. Mm -hmm. Cassie's dog oh. is also a passionate <laughs> advocate <laughs> for actor. Right. Oh, I got, I got, I got the dog going. You uh -oh. got the dog going. That's a, no, we like that. We like that. Auntie. I think Frisbee would be an amazing onset dog. Cause he listens really well, actually. Andy, are you ready for our next segment? Sure. <laughs> okay, it is time to pick your destiny. Okay, Andy, and pick your destiny. This is either going to be a positive thing or a negative thing happens to you. This is taken from your real life, and you either get a point or lose a point. Are you ready? You have no agency in this. This is just about your life, so. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> Okay, here oh, we go. Man. Andy's destiny. Andy gets mentioned in a headline with Lori Metcalf and Kelly O'Hara. Hashtag legends. Get one point. So, Andy, you're a successful guy. You're getting mentioned in headlines with Lori Metcalf. How does it feel to be a legend yourself? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> oh, it's so kind. I remember all of the wonderful actors that were involved in that project and the shock on my face that my name was third. I was like, is after the big names, did we go alphabetical? <laughs> I was, it was. With first name. I love that. <laughs> Andy? <laughs> I was like, we just going to go alphabetical by first name and Andy wins. I was just like, oh, oh, it was quite a surprise when I saw that article. My anytime your name can get mentioned in the same sentence as Lori Metcalf, I think uh, whatever was happening that day just kind of becomes a good day. So I don't know about legend yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. And how was it working with them? Give us a scoop. Well, what was interesting is it was um, it was a project during the pandemic and everybody was doing their own individual thing. So it was you were paired off with a playwright kind of like now we're we're over the computer and the playwrights on the other end and you're here 
but you don't work with Lori Metcalf. You don't work with um, any of those people, uh, much to my dismay. Once I found that out, yeah, it's kind of it was kind of like your it was kind of like Sean being on a TV show. Who just off the top of my head, like Morgan Freeman is in your episode, but y'all don't shoot on the same day or in the same locations. You just get the nod of being in a project with Morgan Freeman. So I yeah, take you it. Also, you also get the headline. I like that you were. I I like that you were like, oh, cool. It's, it's me and Lori. I guess it's just <laughs> these are the people that they pull. Listen, I ain't correct anybody. No, I mean because. <laughs> Why would you? I mean, and Andy, much to my dismay, I've been trying to work with you for uh, how many years? 11 years? Um, 14. 14. <laughs> 14 years. Andy and I were supposed to be in the same graduate acting program. He was supposed to be the star of the class. Our teacher talked, was like, oh my gosh, this guy's the best. And then Andy um, pulled out because uh, he had better things to do. <laughs> and then he went to a different graduate acting program. But our teacher tried to get him to join ours like until then. And I was like, man, he was going to be my favorite person in the class. And two shifts. <laughs> Oh man, I can't, I, I, I can't buy that kind of publicity. Uh, <laughs> it was, <laughs> I do remember, yeah, being very um, hype, and I'll be honest, scared at the time to go to Houston because I remember that would be like right, 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 right after undergrad. He had some family issues I had to stay and help with. When those issues um, allowed me a little bit more freedom. I auditioned again, and yes, the <laughs> the wonderful head of the uh, program at Houston did um, attempt to get me to come there again. I, but, I, um, I believe also yeah. what he told me was, we'll take Andy back anytime, but he should go somewhere better. Is <laughs> <laughs> what he told me. He was like, we're not going to get him again. I was like, I know. <laughs> well, no, actually, it actually is his fault that I didn't end up going there. Because originally when, I mean, I'm not going to talk around it. My grandmother passed and we were very close. You know, when she got sick, I stick, I wanted to um, stay around and help. But um, that meant giving up the spot. And then um, she passed shortly after I said that I wasn't going. When I was ready to audition again, I actually hit him up first. He told me that there either wouldn't be room or that there wasn't going to be a class that year. That's when I went to look for other programs, got in, he heard about it, <laughs> and suddenly there was a spot. It's no, he's, he's he was always he was always good for my ego. I'll say that. He's a good guy. Jack Young, we love you. Andy setting the record straight 14 years later. Who would have thought we would have been sitting on bundle bus talking about this after all this time? All right, Andy, we're ready for our third segment. Act it out. Okay, in this segment, Jackie and I are going to act something out, and you're going to yes. try to guess it. Now, yes. we know podcasting... <laughs> It's not a visual medium, I'm gonna try to so describe. I'm going to try to describe, describe what, what you're I'm seeing. seeing. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay. okay. All right, Jackie. One, two, three, go. Two fingers in my face. So it's two words, <laughs> I'm guessing. Two and, oh, it's your eights. Um, Two words, one, one finger in my face. But, okay. Okay. 
you're both holding one finger. I just don't know if it's two words. It's two words, right? Yes, yes. Second word. Second word. Second word. Second word. Oh, y'all, I couldn't. Podcast world, I had no idea what was happening. (laughs) It's okay. Nobody did. They wouldn't know either. Dream? Yeah, have y'all ever played charades? Computer with two screens. <laughs> We're you failing miserably here. Tri- okay, no, 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 well, no, no. Jackie, right. should we try I, it? I we, we can give you. We can give you a clue that it's something in Please the do. acting world, and it's something you've experienced many times. And the first, the first part of the first word is open. 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 Yes, there was a, okay. Mm-hmm, open. Mm-hmm. And then make it like a that's verb, a word. or or na- it's also a noun though, so that's tricky, uh, and Tear. an adjective. <laughs> a gerund, I think. I Is it a gerund? Oh my god! Oh, you're right. Pull, it's a gerund. Um, I can I can add a pull, I can tear, add a open, I can add a clue of a song. Free. Do you want me to add a little clue of a tune of a song? Oh, dun 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 dun. Yo, it's not that I, I'm, I, my connection didn't drop off. I'm just mouth agape. I'm so sorry, podcast people. No, it's okay. We get, we're never just going to guide you with clues. Um, okay. When, please, which, when, please. okay. When do you sleep? When do you sleep? What night? time of the day? At uh-huh. Night. At night. <laughs> That's the second night. word. That's second the word. second word. Second Open? Open night. Opening night. Yes! Opening night party? Oh, shit. Okay. Just opening, opening night. night. Oh. <laughs> Andy's going straight to the oh, opening night party. Out. He skipped opening night and I'm, went to the opening I'm, night party. I'm, I'm stressed out. So, Andy. No, t- the, yeah, Jack, I don't think we did that one justice. Andy, that was not you at all. I can promise. <laughs> I like when Andy's like, I know. Yeah, I, wish, <laughs> I wish everybody could have seen my face when two screens, they like, put their hand on the left side of the screen and pulled it to the right. And I was like, <laughs> screen grab? I'm like, what is happening? But before we move on to the next segment, can you tell us about your most fun or exciting opening night that you've had? Oh, most fun or exciting. There have been a good amount I have to now. Um, like, I worked at Lincoln Center. That was pretty awesome. Playwrights Horizons. There have been, there've been a decent amount. Berkeley Rep was pretty great. La Jolla Playhouse. The one that stands out, so like me, people wouldn't necessarily expect it, but back actually around the time I met you, um, was about to meet you, Jacqueline, I had done this independent pilot for um, this independent company in Connecticut. And then we shot like the first episode over six months because I had to go to grad school. Then what proceeded was trying to find the time to finish filming the episode because of how long I took in grad school. Because your program was two years, mine was three. So they waited for three years to finish it. I mean, we looked different. There were like all kinds of things. But they were just like, oh, we're just going to do a nod to it because so much was shot in like the prior three-year period. And then like, oh, but there's stuff we do have to pick up now. So it's like, literally, it was the past and at that time, the present. So getting all of that done by the time with everything, particularly my schedule, it was around 2017 at this point, which was eight years later. 
So then the idea became, how about we make a, a documentary about the making of this pilot? And um, that's yes, I like that. I mean, this dude, Joe Lador, he's just such I mean, he's you meet him and you're like, oh, he's an idea, man. And then you start to be around him. You're like, this dude's going to get it done. And then what he actually pulled off was having an entire full movie theater watching this documentary, mainly of people we knew and love for the opening night to get like the biggest hit. And then what proceeded was, could only have happened pre-COVID, but like just this entire hall of an opening night. And it was one hell of a party. There was a red carpet. There was like a dance floor. There was food. There was everything like that. So um, not to put the theater opening nights to shame, but Joe might have done it. <laughs> like, that that takes yeah, like, it was just, there were posters, signatures, the whole kind of thing. It was like a movie. It was, it was, it was really like an independent movie opening night. And that one really, yeah, yeah, it was a gala. It was like a gala. It was crazy. Can Joe invite me and Cassie to his next one, Andy? Can we all go together? <laughs> <laughs> What's funny, he's going to hear this, and I swear to God, y'all going to get hit up. <laughs> I mean, like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. We oh, with Joe, it's careful what you wish for, because he will make it happen. <laughs> okay, that's a really good one. You you definitely get a point for sticking with us. Now, this is our challenge category coming up. Are you ready for a challenge? All right, let's get it. Andy. If that wasn't a challenge, <laughs> then sweet Jesus. Now this, now, this might get a little dark, so if you want to switch to something lighter, let us know. <laughs> no, let's go. As you can tell, okay. I live there. <laughs> <laughs> so your challenge is? Andy, what is the biggest challenge you've ever encountered and how did you deal with it? There have been some personal losses in my life as far as like grandmother and ex who I was very, very much still in love with and found out after her death that it was a little more mutual than I knew at the time. And um, she struggled with depression and uh, eventually took her took her life and that was very difficult for me to deal with and I think along that journey that happening like around the same time as the injury probably gave me a long time to sit and deal with a lot of the issues in my own life that I hadn't been dealing with as far as not being honest with myself emotionally <clears throat> kind of like dealing with a lot of there were a lot of like, I guess, issues around growing up that I had to do and unlearning a lot of the things that I had been taught, I'd say growing up directly and indirectly as a uh, young man. So dealing with a lot of my own bullshit was probably the toughest thing, toughest challenge I think I've ever had. There's no way I think I'd be here if I hadn't tackled a lot of those like uh, masculinity issues and the feeling that I had to hold on some kind of weight and carry a lot of the stuff around. It's unfortunate that it took like a lot of tragedies to kind of like blast open some of the, um, open my eyes, I should say. But um, if something positive came out of any of that, I'd say it was that. I'd say the toughest thing I've ever had to do is deconstruct manhood. Yeah, let's go with that. Wow. That's really powerful because the way young men are socialized is so damaging, not only to young men, but to 
society as a whole. And the fact that you're emotionally intelligent enough to be able to address that head on is something that I think most people I know do not do. Oh, man, I hope so. Every day I'm amazed to find out how stupid I still am. <laughs> if this journey continues, I can only get better for it. And I've been blessed with some very powerful and um, influential and life-saving women in my life. So seeing the effects of that manhood firsthand was a good eye-opener to be like, nah, I got to stop this shit. This is terrible. Yeah, and I think, I think as you said, Jacqueline, Bell Hook said we raise young men to be soldiers. I think that book was The Will to Change, and I remember it described manhood more accurately than anything I'd ever heard. Yeah, I think it, it, it was incredibly eye-opening and being like, all right, how am I fucking up, and how can I stop fucking up? Because, you know, going through life as a fuck-up at 23 is cute. <laughs> Beyond that, okay, you're, you're, just a, you're just a danger to society, so please stop. Oh, man. Just the level of self-reflection <laughs> and humility you display, it, it truly is just like inspiring to hear because I think it, it can be really hard for all of us to do it so thanks for just the reminder of the importance of it oh man thank you to everybody in my life who's been patient enough to sit with me as I was a fucking moron <laughs> <laughs> but I will say also Andy you're very patient in talking with other people or at least you have been with me about lots of things where we're all kind of morons and you're very you're very patient <laughs> holding space for other people in their learning as well so i thank you for that oh well i appreciate that people did that for me so hopefully i can continue to do that for other people but yeah to answer your question i'd say yeah that's the that's the biggest challenge because it's something i'm probably dealing with every day Love it. Okay. That that definitely warrants a point. No doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> Andy takes down the patriarchy. You definitely get a point for that. <laughs> oh, we promise man. this, oh, this last work. one. This last one is going to be fun. <laughs> we promise. It's just funny because my mom will ask me, when are you going to do a project that's light? And I'm just like, have you met me? Like, Come on. <laughs> Come on. I turned the game into I can't I turned the game of charades. Yeah, it's just like come on. Nah. What's your biggest challenge, Andy? Well, you know some people died. And it's just that's just where I live. Alright, time for the final bundle. Alright, this is a final question to win the game. We need to know, okay, for your final bundle, what is your most embarrassing moment which one? Oh <laughs> man i've embarrassed myself so many times there's a time i embarrassed myself with a celebrity there's a times just jokes that fell so flat actually the celebrity is the funniest story um this is back in like undergrad um and i was a huge uh um still am but a huge alicia keys fan and I remember, like, I still remember when You Don't Know My Name came out and, like, the first single, Fallen. Actually, Fallen wasn't the first single, just to show you how much of a nerd I am. But I remember this was back when you could catch songs on the radio and they wouldn't always say who the artist was. So finally they said the artist and I wrote the name down and I got the album, Blown Away, whatever. And then in, in, under, in college, there was an opportunity, like a friend brought up this opportunity to go see her and at this MTV event that they were doing. 
So I was like, one, hell yeah. And two, I like specifically chose my outfit. So, I mean, this is when baggy clothes was the style at the time. So I'm wearing the Sean John jeans. I am dating myself. I'm wearing the Sean John. There's like a FUBU shirt. I'm just like, I mean, you know, I was, you know, I'm, I'm queen. So, you know, he had to put the FUBU on. So, and I had like this brown fedora, fedoras that were infinitely ruined by douches. So like, but this was before, this was before that the, this was before the fedora was the calling card of the douche and the dickhead. So like <laughs> I had it and I tilted it like, you know, like kind of like slashing, not, I can still see, but it just kind of like, you know, just, just caught the eye just a little bit. You couldn't see like my eyelashes, but like I could see you. So I put all this on because I, I thought everyone, all the other guys that were going to go there, were going to dress casually. So I was like, nah, I'm I'm gonna dress like kind of like hood fashion casual. So okay, have, had the boots on everything. So we went and this MTV event. It was just like it's funny because they like all the all the crowds that you see. No one knows that at these like award shows and stuff like that. That crowd gets coached for hours. Every joke that night they have heard for the past six hours. So it's just that was educational to me. So it's like by the time you see them at the MTV awards laughing. They have heard every joke and they're still being coached to like laugh at it like it's the first time. MTV wanted to like do this thing where they were advertising to advertisers to use their shows to get the most audience, but they wanted to show it with like star power. So Muhammad Ali was going to be there, God rest them. So many people at the time were going to be there and Alicia Keys. They said, okay, guys, but for your kind of like time and your patience, because we sat there for like an hour and a half through a sound check and they just hit a drum for like an hour and we all had to sit there and listen to this they're like okay so alicia keys is gonna come perform at some point and we all had lost hope and then all of a sudden i look to the left and there's like somebody standing behind like a pillar but all you can see is the glasses and i was like that's alicia keys that is alicia keys couldn't see nothing but glasses but i knew that was alicia so she walks out and she waves and everybody perks up and they tell us that when she's performing you can come to the stage like come up come up to the stage now i ain't know this so as people are filing out the side of the row i'm climbing the row like i'm just like man fuck these chairs sit around here i love that it sounds like the hat is still perfectly in place it has not tipped the, the hat has not tipped it has not tipped the hat has not it was on to the point where i knew it would i could step over some rows and it wouldn't tip so, like, I step over the rows because I was like, I'll be damned if I'll be six foot two for nothing. So, I step over, I step over the other one, I step over. So, by this point, people are at the front, like, right by the stage, and Alicia Keys is there. And this girl's, like, waving, and Alicia comes over and, like, um, touches her and gives her a hug, and she starts crying. And a friend of mine says, oh, are you going to do that? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I'm from Queens. I love Alicia Keys, but she ain't Jesus. I'm not going to have to sit up here and be like, oh, validate me by touching me. The moment I said that, the moment, I swear to God, there was like not even a second. She like turned in what I could only describe was slow motion. And it was like, you could see her aura and it was like orange and like, it was like around her. And she turns around in slow motion and she looks right at me and she says, I like your hat. So, and I wore the hat for her. So I like to think of myself as a fairly articulate person. 
I mean, I've been here talking y'all ear off and all these people who are listening, probably, if they're still listening. Um, I've been talking to all these people. I like to think I can form a sentence. Alicia Keys turned around, looked at me, said, I like your hat. I looked around to confirm that she was talking to me because everybody else was wearing, like, fitted caps and basketball hats or whatever. And when I realized it was me, I looked at her, I said, oh, shit, and giggled like a small child giggled i didn't even say oh shit with the bass i have in my voice right now like oh (laughs) shit and just like just (laughs) just just straight up all of the 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 cool all of the swag from the sexiest baby had been vanquished it was just gone it was just you got come on and she's laughing her background it was it was like this moment and it was quiet and everyone in madison square garden heard it's impressive just how resonant your voice is that she was able to hear you i was the thing is i was like how y'all hear me back there i'm not mic'd i was just like what what is happening how is how is everybody so keyed in on this moment and then i didn't say would you like the hat i didn't say would you i've wore this hat for you i was like hey do you want me to you like hats like this i can buy like 10 more um no it was none of that i just proceeded to giggle <laughs> yeah that was pretty much the end of the uh the interaction oh. and i remember telling people was like i've cursed less since you can't tell from this podcast but um it's just like you be careful when your bad habits come out because you know next thing you know Lisa keys is shouting out your hat i've always wanted a do-over but i, I, don't, I don't know if i'll meet her again <laughs> Andy, I love that, like, your very resonant voice that is perfect for the theater. Like, of course she heard you. <laughs> like, in there. like, everyone's like, what is happening? Um, yeah, you definitely get a point for that. You nailed your vinyl bundle. <laughs> Andy, yeah, if people are, yeah, are supremely entertained by you, which we all are, where can they follow you on social media? <laughs> That that would be surprising, but if they are, um, I'm at because because um, when I was coming up with actor name, like when websites were the thing, my joke was going to be originally having a website that's who the fuck is Andy Lucian.com. Um, <laughs> so now it's it's like oh that Andy Lucian, so that's literally what it is. It's at oh that Andy Lucian.com um, dot com. It's like 2003. Um, it's <laughs> At O oh, that Andy Lucian four O's the letter that Andy Lucian and um that's me on Instagram and we'll tag you with our episode yeah like 2003 you're still wearing fedoras and you're <laughs> I mean <laughs> it was the style at the time it was the style at the time it was before douches commandeered the fedora it was I a hostile takeover and I mean I don't I don't think I I do not have a photo from that day but yeah I mean I <laughs> I definitely stood out it was like it was like hood dress yeah I, I I liked how I looked that day I wouldn't dress like that now you look you look ridiculous I mean you were doing something <laughs> right because Alicia Keys noticed you thank you Alicia Keys noticed if I had a wore a jersey or something like that I wouldn't have gotten a nice hat no I won. <laughs> you won Alicia Keys' heart and all, all the bundle buzzers. So thank you, Andy, for being here today. <laughs> Thanks for being on Bundle Buzz today and just sending you all all the love and all the good vibes your way. Oh, it's my pleasure. Feel free to follow us, like, subscribe to the pod, and Andy, you're the best. Can't wait to see you in real life again.
produced by Audiogasmic, LLC.